Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the look at right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. A big thanks to Dave Ross, who wanted to join me in the first hour. Talked a lot about the NFL in that hour. Here in our number two, we are going to be going much more heavier into college basketball. Matt Humans, you know him from the edge. You know him from Point Spread Weekly. Also, the opening line show that we do every Sunday right here on VEASAN. He's going to be joining me in 30 minutes. So, that is going to be a whole bunch of fun. We're going to be talking more hoops there. Probably going to be diving into a little a little bit of bowl action as well. But here we go with some college basketball that is going to be coming up for Wednesday because you know, it's becoming a little bit more difficult to take a look at the NBA for the next day when it comes to everything that we've got going on there. So unfortunately, I'm not able to give you too much there just with let's call it what it is. Not many numbers up on the board, but with that said, we don't have that in the case of college right now, though. You did wind up seeing quite a few games. Wind up getting canceled in college basketball, first things first. If you're looking at St. Bonaventure Northeastern, Idaho, UC Riverside, Rice, Texas, Drake, St. Louis, Georgia Southern versus, for, for, versus Fordham, Louisville, Kentucky, Boston College, Wake Forest, Georgetown, Providence, Brown, Rhode Island, West, Western Kentucky, Austin P. It feels like I should just name off what games are actually going to be getting played, but Indiana State versus Northern Illinois. And then on the edit board, Eastern Kentucky, Bryan, NJIT, UMass, VMI, Hampton, and Holy Cross, St. Joe's. These are games that have been either postponed or canceled. Do not handicap them. If you want them crossing those off your list, you probably saved a whole bunch of minutes right there because there's just no money to be made in those games, unfortunately. But I write one up for the New York Post every single day. 
Hopefully we can do as well as my Davidson pick that was for Tuesday. They wound up being right around a nine and a half point underdog on the close and they wound up winning outright. So that was very good. We're going to be taking a look at another underdog. This one is a little bit of a smaller one as we go 751, 752. Arizona and Tennessee is what we're taking a look at with Tennessee find themselves and we're between a one and a half to a two point favorite and a lot of spots you're finding a two right now with Tennessee here to this game you're getting it at a 149 and a half darn near across the board and typically I like to take really short home favorites in this spot but I absolutely love what I'm seeing out of this Arizona Wildcats team I want to making them a two point favorite so I pretty much have the line flip myself so I wound up settling with Arizona. They're officially going to give me this spread just because I didn't know if overnight you would wind up seeing this to Arizona flipping as like maybe more like a pick. Um, in some cases, I would not be surprised if you wind up seeing a multiple line move or multiple point line move in this case. So kept it arbitrary there. They always at the New York Post, by the way, they just give me the overnight number, which is why you wind up sometimes seeing a little bit of a discrepancy when it comes to that, but I did wind up giving out Arizona in this spot just because with Arizona, you take a look at this team. They rank in the top six in all of college basketball in terms of both offensive and defense of, of, of efficiency. You've got Christian Coloco down low, who has been able to give this team three and a half blocks per game. And then you do have a Tennessee team that they do a relatively solid job down low. John Fulkerson is able to give you about seven rebounds per game. And Josiah Jordan James, being back is absolutely massive for this team because Josiah Jordan James just is sort of that glue guy when it comes to this team. He only gives you right around about six points per game, but he gives you right around five to six rebounds. He gives you an assist. He gives you a block. So he does a great job of being able to stuff the statue with that aspect. So I do think that he's actually relatively big. And when it comes to the Tennessee team, you've got a pair of guys in Santiago Vescovi along with Kennedy Chandler. They've been able to do a great job for this team. With Chandler along with Vescovi, these two guys are combined to shoot in the neighborhood about 40% from three-point range. You get between 13 and 14 and a half points out of both of these guys. So they have been able to do a nice job there. But you just have a little bit more general depth when it comes to Arizona as well. You've got a guy like a Kirk Carissa who has come over from overseas and he's been able to do a terrific job of being able to facilitate this offense a little bit over five assists per game for him he's another guy that's able to give you double figures and he's been able to shoot about 35 percent for three-point range and for arizona it's not as if they shoot the cover off the ball or anything like that they shoot about 34.8 percent from three-point range which is no question solid but it's not like they wind up just completely plowing teams over with their three-point shooting but what I think is really big is that each of their top three scores all give you at least six and a half rebounds per game as well. All of these give you a steal per game. So this is a very well-rounded and a very solid team. Justin Kyer is someone that winds up coming in from George Mason and Georgia. He's been able to give this team a little bit of veteran leadership because you do have one of the younger teams in all of college basketball headlined by Ben Matherin along with Azula Sabels. Star sophomores have been able to give you a combined 33 and a half points per game. So I love what these guys are able to bring to the table. So I wanted making Arizona a two-point favorite personally, so I am going to be sending out for the New York Post Arizona in this case. Officially, like I said, it's going to be the spread. I myself am going to be taking the money line, so I advise to play on both, whether you wind up taking like a point and a half, two points with Arizona, or if you wind up settling on the money line like myself. I certainly do like both. When it comes to the total, I mentioned it with Arizona, how great they've been on defense. I want to make in this total more around a 146. So even though you've got an Arizona team that's pushing tempo, they rank in the top 25 with regards to possessions per game. I do think that 
Tennessee, a team that hangs around on defense. They're going to be able to do a relatively solid job there. So I take a look at this game, and I take a look at the under, and I'm also going to be taking a look at Arizona with regards to my New York Post play of the day. That is certainly going to be one of the bigger games on the Las Vegas betting board that we do have. But we've got a lot of ranked teams that are going to be in action. You're going to be seeing the opening round of the Diamond Egg Classic games as well. Keep in mind, these are games in Hawaii. So other than Hawaii, you've got absolutely no court, no home court advantage whatsoever to be had there. We're going to be hitting on those games a little bit later, but we've got a marquee game in an ACC conference matchup. How about 777-778, Duke versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech finding themselves as an underdog. They open up a nine-point dog, and right now that's holding relatively steady with your total on this game between 139 and 139.5. And when it comes to Duke, I want to make them a favorite personally, but I could only make them an eight and a half point favorite. So it's a spot in which at nine or higher was willing to take a look here with Virginia Tech because with Virginia Tech, this team does a great job of being able to play positionless basketball. You've got a guy in Justin Mutz that I think is really one of the more underrated players in all of college basketball. He's not necessarily a prolific scorer with right around nine and a half points per game, but chips in there seven and a half rebounds per game. He's able to give you right around three assists. He gives you a block and a seal per game. So he really means a lot to the team. And then when it comes to Duke, we all know about Paulo Banchero, but how about if we wind up giving Wendell Moore a little bit of love? This is someone that wound up having a triple-double earlier this year. Not often that you wind up finding these Duke guys that are like top 40 recruits staying in school for multiple years, but I mean, this is the third year for Wendell Moore, and he certainly has come into his own. 17 points, five and a half rebounds, five assists. Guy shoots uh, relatively solidly from three-point range as well. But that is a little bit of an issue for this Duke team. They're not necessarily the world's greatest outside shooting team. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech, they as a collective are shooting 40% from three-point range. So I think that it is important to be taking a look at that when it comes to Virginia Tech. This is a slow and controlled team, and Duke, they've done a good job of being able to control things as well. Not necessarily from the fact that they wind up playing slow because this is a Duke team that they actually kick up the tempo when it comes to turnovers on a per possession basis. So this is a Duke team that they rank in the top 10 in all of college basketball. I do think that that's very important. Trevor Keels has been able to do a nice job in the backcourt of a Duke team that they rank right around 72 when it comes to possessions per game. I think what is going to be paramount is Virginia Tech trying to be able to get their slow and controlled tempo. 327th out of 358 D1 teams. So they are certainly looking to grind this game down to a crawl. I think that they wind up getting somewhat of that, but I do think that with the game being where it is, right now Vegas has this as a nine-point line. I have this as an eight-and-a-half-point line, so we're in relative locks up there. When you wind up seeing a team be down like eight points, seven points, nine points with a minute to go, you know what that means. Fouls, free-throw shooting, the march to the free-throw line, and that typically is conducive to over. So I wound up saying my total at 142.5. I think that both teams should have no real issues scoring. And wound up making Duke an 8.5 point favorite. So I'm willing to take a 9 in this spot. I think that it's very important to be noting some injury information when it comes to a top 25 team that is going to be in action on Wednesday as well. How about if we go 765, 766? Texas State hits the road face off against Houston. Houston is finding themselves as a very sizable favorite in this game. They want opening up an 18 and a half point favor. You're now finding them at 19 and your total on this game is anywhere between 130 and a half and 131. When it comes to Houston, they've been dealing with an injury to Traymond Mark. He has missed the last couple games, but now it looks like he's going to be out even longer for the team. And that's big because he was a double digit score for the team. One of their better three point shooters. And now one of his main, I guess you could call him understudies 
Taze Moore. He is going to be out the fold for Houston as well. So while Houston still a very solid team, they still have a lot of guards that they're able to utilize like Kyler Edwards and company. This is a team that's going to be shorthanded. And Texas State is a team that wound up winning the Sun Belt regular season last year. And they've got some guys that are able to really put it in from three-point range. You take a look at Caleb Asbury. He's been able to give the team 14 points per game. Someone that is shooting right around 36% from three-point range. But past that, how about Mason Arrow? 55% three-point shooting and Shelby Adams, 53.8% three-point shooting. When you wind up getting those sort of percentages, that means that it's not necessarily a small sample size. And these guys have been firing on all cylinders. They are combined 18 of 33 from three-point range this season. Now, when it comes to percentage of shots that wind up coming from three-point range, Texas State actually doesn't take a whole bunch of them. They're just relatively efficient when it comes down to it. And what I think is also going to be big in this game, Free throw shooting. It's one of the biggest things I take a look at with regards to my handicap. Texas State has been rock solid when it comes to their free throw shooting. 76.7% on the season. If you're looking for one big award that Houston winds up having, this is one of the lesser free throw shooting teams in all of college basketball. As a collective, they are shooting in the neighborhood of more around, I would say, 65-66%. And Houston, a team that does a great job on the glass, they should be able to manhandle Isaiah Small and company of Texas State. But when you wind up having this putrid of a free throw shooting team, it does make it a little bit tougher to be able to cover these spreads. You have been able to get some good production out of Fabian White. Junior has been able to give the team 10.5 points, 6 rebounds per game. But I take a look at this and... I think that Texas State has some very good value. I'd line this at 12 personally, so being able to get 19, sign me up for Texas State, and sign me up for some more college basketball previews on the other side as we're just getting warmed up right here on the look at on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sign up for a play card, debit master card, and get paid faster than ever than a paper check with direct deposit. You'll always be ready to roll with play card. Visit playcard.com today to be able to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by MetaBank and a member FDIC. As we're back here on the look at it, it is myself, Greg Peterson, holding it down for Scott Seidenberg, who you were able to catch on the look at uh, not on the look at because I'm doing the look at you're able to catch him on the nightcap. So he was doing a great job there. I always get confused with shows because you wind up doing a podcast, you wind up doing a show on the weekends, you wind up doing a show here. I think every single host in the history of TV, radio, what have you, they've always said like the wrong show name at least once. Fortunately, when I do the podcast, I'm able to be like, man, I'm not doing the look at right now. I'm doing my podcast. So that is one of those things in which. Unfortunately, you wind up getting a mulligan there. Live radio slash live TV, not so much. So we just laugh at ourselves and we wind up moving on. And we're going to be moving on to trying to make you guys some money rather than saying incorrect names of shows as we wind up going to the great state of West Virginia for this one. 729, 730. How about Youngstown State versus West Virginia? Mountaineers finding themselves a favorite in a lot of spots right around a 15 and a half point number and your total on this game it is varying a little bit right now with this game you're finding it between about a 132 and a half and a 133 and a half and a lot of places are actually moving this up open up at 15 and a half now between 16 and 16 and a half and i think you've went a little bit too far with west virginia west virginia i talk about the bad free throw shooting for houston west virginia is even worse 60.6 percent at the free throw line now james okunkwo they're Big freshman that they were hoping to have available this season. He wanted missing the first couple games. He has returned to the team, but he's only been able to give the team like five minutes per game. So he's making absolutely no impact whatsoever. Now, you've had Taz Sherman really be able to go off for this team. 21 and a half points per game. He has pretty much been the Tasmanian devil of scoring for this team. And then you take a look at the flip side for this Youngstown State team. Michael Okuchi, 
one of the more fun names to be able to say in all of college basketball, has been very solid for this team. 13 and a half points, eight and a half rebounds per game. But the guy that is really helping this team out in the backcourt, Jameer Rathan Mays, shooting 46.5% from three-point range. This is a young sound safe team that they do leave a little bit of something to be desired, especially with Garrett Covington. Still being out the fold for the team, he's missed right around like eight or so games for him for this team. So got to figure that he's going to be out once again in this one. But when it comes to Youngstown State, this is a team that they do a relatively solid job of being able to slow things down. I know that when it comes to Youngstown State, this is a team that year in and year out, they always want to be playing a little bit better on defense. Jared Calhoun has been preaching that a lot at Youngstown State. And all of a sudden, the defense has been looking relatively solid. In terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis, they're an above-average team. Now, they give up the arc. They are allowing opponents to be able to shoot 35.5% from three-point range. But with that said, West Virginia shooting about 30.5% from three-point range. That has not necessarily been their forte. And this Youngstown State team, they hit their free throws. They shoot 75.5% at the free throw line as a collective. They're in the top 50 in all of college basketball with that aspect. And even with Garrett Covington out of the fold, you've been able to see a couple guys come to the forefront a guy like a Chris Shelton, who's able to give you right around five and a half points per game, shoot 38% from three-point range. Tevin Olison, you figured was going to have a big role on the scene. It has just become a little bit bigger. He's been able to give the team 13 points. He's been able to give the team four and a half rebounds per game. These guys have been relatively solid. So I think that West Virginia is getting a little bit of unjust love right now, especially with West Virginia playing at a bottom 25 pace in all of college basketball. So they have to be really, really efficient in this game to be able to cover. I don't think that that's going to be the case. And this is a total that it's just a tad too high for me. I want to take my total at 133. Actually opened up at 134 and a half. So this has actually come down a little bit. I would need it to come down a little bit more in order to be able to take a look at the over just because I want to take my total more around a 133. So here at 133 and a half, I do like this total under. And when it comes to West Virginia, could only make them more around a 13-point favorite. So being able to get 16 with Youngstown State, I think is a pretty good spot. So we're going to be taking a look at the points when it comes to this underdog. We are unfortunately not going to be able to take a look at something like Georgetown versus Providence. That game has unfortunately become a forfeit. So a little bit of a bummer there. But you are noticing in college basketball right now, we've been seeing a lot of good games involving mid-majors and I think that you've got another one that's going to be going down out there in the SEC. How about if we go 737-738 with Auburn playing against Murray State. Murray State is finding themselves anywhere between a 12 and 13 point underdog. You're seeing a wide smattering of 12 and a half, seeing a wide smattering of 13s. Total on this game, anywhere between 145 and 145 and a half. And when it comes to Auburn, I really do like this team, but we've got to give a little bit of respect to Murray State. I recognize that Memphis has not been the team that we were expecting them to be coming into the year, but they went on the road and they took down Memphis. This is a Murray State team that year in and year out, they're in the top 50 with regards to defensive efficiency, and you've got a pair of guys that shoot it well from three-point range. K.J. Williams has been a little bit off his game, shooting only about 31% from three-point range, but this is a guy that at 6'10 last season shot over 40% from three-point range, and then you've got Tevin Brown, one of the better mid-major guards in all of college basketball. 19 points, 5.5 rebounds, Three and a half assists per game. A guy that's able to stroke it at a 44% clip. Trey Annable is someone that wanted coming in from South Carolina. He's been able to do a good job of being able to give the team right around 10 and a half points, five and a half rebounds, two and a half assists per game. So he's been able to do a solid job with that aspect. And one of the fortes of this Murray State team is just efficiency in general. They are third in the country with regards to percentage of their shots that they make from two point range. 
overall field goal shooting percentage, number four in all of college basketball. They're facing off against an Auburn team that, I will say, I thought that they were going to be struggling a little bit more than they have to begin the year because they're still without Allen Flanagan. Allen Flanagan was their top returning scorer from last year with 14 and a half points per game, but take a look at Jabari Smith. The top five recruit has come into the program. He has looked every bit of it. How about 16 and a half points, seven boards, shooting 45 and a half percent from three point range. And oh, by the way, he is helping out a front court that is number three in the country in blocks. And what has really been impressive is the efficiency that Auburn has been playing with. With regards to turnovers on a per possession basis, they do rank in the top 20 at all for college basketball. I will say when it comes to best coaches at all of college basketball, Bruce Pearl might not be number one, but he's certainly towards the top of the list. I absolutely love the job that he has been able to do this season, especially with having to mix and match a little bit. And you do wind up bringing in Walker Kessler as well, a seven foot one gentleman who wanted to be getting his career in North Carolina. He's been able to get the team right around nine points, seven half rebounds per game. Does a good job of running the floor as well. So I do think that you've got yourself a nice blend here, but I do think that Murray State has what it takes to be able to hang in this game. I want to lining this more around an 11 and a half personally. So I do think that you've got a very good situation with Murray State catching this many points, even though Auburn is a team that they look to run and gun it. You've got a Murray State team that they do wind up staying in, for lack of a better term, within themselves. They don't necessarily get outside of themselves. This is a total that I'm in relative blocks up as to what we've got right now. I want up saying my total at 145 and a half. So here at a 145, I do take a look at the over. I'm going to be probably waiting to see if we wind up seeing a little bit more of a line move in the AM, whether this be a situation which winds up getting north of 146 and then wind up taking the under, or if this winds up tipping down a little bit, maybe you wind up getting more like a 144, 144 and a half, and then I wind up getting a little bit of a bigger differential on my line to be able to take a look at the over. So that is where I'm standing right there, and I do think that that is very important because one of the big questions that I personally wind up getting asked is, do you wind up placing your bets all at the same time? And I always have to say it, heavens no, because when it comes to college basketball, different games and different bets call for different bet timings as well. If you're going to be doing something like, for instance, beating Duke, because we've right now got the Virginia Tech versus Duke game, it's very rare in which you're going to wind up seeing the Duke line wind up coming down. If it does, you probably have like something like Paul Lancaro going out with like an injury or something like that. Then you're probably going to see the line moving down. But when it comes to those blue blood schools, Typically, if you're fading them, I'm one that I'm going to take a little bit more time. I am not going to fire in on the opening line. Meanwhile, if I were to be taking a look at Duke, the best line I'd probably be getting is more of like the opening line. And I do like to be able to take quite a few openers because in a lot of instances, the best line that you're going to be able to get is the first line, especially when you wind up having a book put out their numbers very early because they are one of the first to go. They're going to be more likely off a little bit more often than not. I know that Circa has done a relatively solid job. They did last season of being able to put out openers very, very early when it comes to post-football season. So that is something that I always do want to be trying to take a look at. But when it comes down to just being able to take a look at college basketball in general, I do think that it is very important to be shopping around as well. Because when I just take a look at the odds board right now, I see a lot of games in which it's a full point difference when it comes to the spread. You've got some books that, for instance, Portland versus UC Davis. I am seeing like two books out here in Las Vegas. They're listing UC Davis as a 10 point favorite. And then I take a look at other books out here in Las Vegas. They're listing it at nine. That's a full point differential. And 
Who knows? That could be the difference between a push and a win, a loss and a push, what have you. And that's just so important when it comes to betting college basketball because you do typically on these spreads wind up having right around minus 110 juice. And that means that you've got to hit at right around a 52.3, 52.4% clip to be able to break even. Being able to just get a few of those here and there, that is certainly going to be able to help you out. What always helps out as well, Matt Humans and his absolutely tremendous insights. We're going to be talking to him next. A little bit about some college football, college basketball, and that's on the other side right here on the look at it on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Pay 50% off a VEASAN annual subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends and picks for every single game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits, showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also receive our daily best bets emails, weekly betting guides, also 24-7 video, plus our new college bowl betting guide that is giving you insight as to every single bowl game out there for just $39, and that's at beatson.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the look at it is myself, Greg Peterson, filling in for Scott Seidenberg, and it is great to be joined by Matt Eumanns. He does a great job on the edge. You're able to catch him in point spread weekly. He also does the opening line show, which is always one of my favorites over here on Beeson, just because you always get to take a look at everything for the week ahead, and you're able to follow him on Twitter at Matt Eumanns, 24-7, his name all together, and then 247, and Matt, great to have you aboard. Thank you. <laughs> Hoops Peterson, always great to talk to you, buddy. And this is kind of like an opening line show, too, because we can talk about the college basketball lines for tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. I do enjoy that aspect. Unfortunately, we're not able to do as much with regards to NBA with the way that things have not been getting listed on the board, all those question marks. But uh-huh. with that said, fortunately, on the college hardwood, we are able to take quite a bit more of a look at this. And I know that, Matt, you actually wound up having a little bit of a play first things first when it comes to college football as well. I know that. You're taking a look at Memphis in the Hawaii Bowl. Take us through a little bit more of this one because right now we're finding Memphis laying eight to eight and a half. They're going to be going to Hawaii for this one. And I think that it's a really intriguing one for Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve is one of my favorite bowl games. And um, uh, I've been on Hawaii, uh, I think, all four times in the home dog roll this season, Greg. And uh, Hawaii 4 0 ATS in that home dog roll, if you count the plus seven and a half against San Diego State. And uh, that was a seven-point loss. The problem here is uh, you've got dissension in the Hawaii locker room, and it, it's serious because after the um, the Warriors blew out Wyoming in the regular season finale, 38 to 14, as double-digit dogs up in Laramie, Siobhan Cordero, who had a huge game, uh, 323 yards passing, 85 yards rushing, four touchdowns, he transferred to San Jose State and shocked everybody because he's a homegrown kid from St. Louis High in Honolulu. Not only that, the top running back, D.D. Hunter, transferred. And uh, you got a lot of players unhappy with Coach Todd Graham, and they want him out. On the flip side, you get a Memphis offense been pretty efficient with a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over. I think uh, all signs point to Memphis. And you have to be, at this point, a little bit cautious in how you approach this game. Because I laid six and a half with Memphis and uh, bet this under the total of 58 and a half, not expecting the Hawaii offense to do a whole lot. And at this point, it's up to Memphis eight and a half and a total down to 55 and a half. So some of the values lost in that bet at this point. Yeah, we certainly have seen this get completely steamed to your point. This is one that opened up more around like four and a half to five as well. So, I mean, we have seen a quantum line move on this game. And how about 
We're just going to, I guess, make it the Hawaii segment because out there at the Stan Sheriff Center in Honolulu, we're going to be having the Diamond Classic getting tipped off on Wednesday. And I know that you've got to look on this Hawaii versus Vanderbilt game. Vanderbilt opens up a five and a half point favorite. We've now seen this get as high as six and a half, even seven in some spots right now. Total hasn't really moved. It's opened up at 134, mostly seeing 134 out there. How do you wind up leaning on this game? Because it's interesting with Hawaii having only played seven games this season. Most other teams, mm-hmm. they've got 10 to 11, but this is also a Vanderbilt team that may have seen the worst of them too. Yeah, I've got to do a little bit more handicapping work on some of these uh, hoops games tonight. Let's hope that uh, COVID does not wreak havoc on the sport of great college hoops. And, uh, you know, when Gonzaga and Duke played in Vegas, I had a big bet on Duke that night. Uh, but I didn't go to the game, Greg. I recorded it. I went to the Las Vegas Invitational and Las Vegas Classic at the Orleans Arena, something only hoops junkies like you and I yes. would go to. There weren't, there weren't many people in the audience. Uh, I, I can't even call it a crowd at the Orleans <laughs> Arena, but I watched Hawaii. Uh, that was one of the teams in action that day, New Mexico, San Francisco, South Alabama. Those were some of the other teams that played over there. And I wasn't very impressed with the Hawaii team, but the, the bigs are decent. And they got a couple guys with size who can step out and shoot the three. I really don't like the point guard. This is not one of Aaron Gano's better teams. But at the same time, you look at the uh, schedule and you got to think this Hawaii team's going to be well-rested. Uh, one game, Greg, in the last three weeks. And uh, I think that was against Hawaii Pacific. Uh, so I, I've got to make sure that Hawaii's got the full complement of players and nobody's sitting out. But I'm looking to play the home dog in this spot because – I'm not blown away by Vanderbilt. I made the number Vandy three and a half. I'd be curious to see what you made the number. Yep, I'm in relative lockstep with you there. I wanted making Vanderbilt three. So, I mean, we are right there between three and three and a half is where we both think it should be. And you can't understate home court in this spot as well because we know that every single year for the Diamond Classic, the fans always come out for Hawaii and they always get great support on the island. When it comes to just teams I look at differently home to road. Hawaii is one of those most dramatic teams because when they wind up going to the mainland, they typically do wind up struggling. I think that that's a big part of the handicap as well because when I factored in home mm-hmm. court, I made it more like four points rather than the generic three personally. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to look at the home dog in that spot. But again, I want to read a little bit more on this game tonight before I make the play, but that's uh, the way I'm leaning. And I'll, I'll probably play Hawaii in that spot. Greg, the most intriguing game to me, uh, tomorrow's Arizona at Tennessee because I've been really high in this Arizona team. No, no team in the country's uh, been bumped up in my power ratings more than Arizona here in the past uh, six weeks. I would I would think that you're probably uh, on the same page here. Now this is a very interesting game because the Wildcats went on the road and beat the Illini in Champaign about a week and a half ago. Very impressive performance. Huh? They were Illinois shot the ball extremely well. Uh, I'm tempted to play Arizona plus two. And again, uh, I want to see what you think of this game because uh, I'm not sure. I think Arizona's got everybody healthy and ready to play. But when you bet these games overnight, you got to be careful that nobody's going to be sitting out with all the COVID stuff going on. I agree with you there. And it does look like from everything I'm seeing, both Arizona and Tennessee should be about as close to full strength as humanly possible. If there is someone that's mm-hmm. going to be out, it's just something that has been throughout the entirety of the season in general. But I want to making Arizona a two-point favorite personally. I actually wrote this one up mm-hmm. for the New York Post. I want to giving out Arizona personally. I think okay. that Arizona is going to be able to just do what they need to to be able to get it done in this spot in the top six in both offensive and defensive efficiency. And you yep. mentioned that game against Illinois. They had to Uber to the stadium 
in order to play that game as well. So <laughs> I knew I had just compl a complete calamity with regards to trying to get to the game. And even with all that, even with Illinois shooting lights out, they were able to overcome that. And the only reason yeah. why they didn't cover their last game against Cal Baptist is because Cal Baptist went five of five from three point range in the first five minutes. And then they wound up winning the mm -hmm. game by like 30 from there. So it wound up landing on like 22 or something like that. So I've been incredibly impressed. And if you're looking at power rankings, I know that you mentioned that it was the top team that has moved up in Arizona. They're actually number two for me, just because with Maryland Eastern Shore, there was literally no expectation whatsoever for them. So they wound up getting the biggest overall bump, but I'm with you with Arizona. And when it comes to what you've seen personally, who are some of the other teams that have risen and or fallen the highest? Because I think we're both in lockstep on Oregon being one of the biggest droppers, but who are a few other teams that have really been moving a lot this season. Yeah, I think you're going to get a unanimous answer from people on Oregon being uh, the biggest flop. I think at this point, Oregon had a chance to knock off Baylor last week and blew a lead. In that game, you know, Greg, the biggest disappointment to me has probably been Michigan. And, uh, uh, you know, aside from Oregon, probably Michigan, because the Wolverines, that was inexcusable to lose that game on their home floor to Minnesota two weeks ago. And not only that, get blown out by a North Carolina team that's uh, mediocre at best. So I've been very disappointed in uh, Minnesota. Uh, I want to throw one more at you before we break here, because uh, I know these segments don't last long, but. I'm working at San Diego at UNLV tomorrow night at the Thomas Mack Center, and I'm probably going to go to this game. I made the number five and a half, and I see a nine out there. I'm curious what your rating is because I think San Diego can give this Rebels team fits. You're talking about a UNLV team that does not shoot the three well. Yep, I want to make this six half personally. I okay. have soured a little bit on San Diego, but I mean still. Mm -hmm. This is a San Diego team that you've got to expect regression from their 40% three-point shooting, but Charles Brown is able to give the team right around three blocks per game. Roy Sam is probably going to be the best pure rebounder, but I don't understand why they want to make in this line right around nine. It's just because with UNLV, they've got their deficiencies when it comes to three-point shooting. We've got about a minute left, but when it comes to what we've seen mm -hmm. out of Bryce Hamilton, he's good at being able to put the ball in the basket, but he's sort of like a Carmelo Anthony type of player in that he's going to get 15 points on 15 shots. And I don't know if I want to be signing up for that laying nine. He might get 15 points on 25 shots. But he, he's a very poor man's Carmelo Anthony and a left-handed version. He's a volume, high volume shooter, Greg. And you know that he's, he's not a pure shooter. He's a high volume um, field goal attempt guy who's a scorer, but he, he's not a real good shooter. He'll go like three for 10 from three and put up 22 field goal attempts in a game. I, I think Kevin Kruger's team's going to have some problems in the Mountain West. I'm looking to take San Diego in a dog roll tomorrow night, too. Yep, I'm right there with you. I do think that UNLV wins a game outright. I'm not willing to get frisky mm -hmm. on the money line, but certainly being able to get nine in this spot, I see a lot of value, and there's always value whenever you wind up join, joining the show, Matt. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for the time tonight. Anytime, Hoops. Appreciate it, man. Have a good night. We always appreciate the time of Matt Humans right here on The Look At And coming up next, we're going to be diving a little bit more into this college basketball card. And coming up in the final hour, going to be taking a look at some college bowl games as well. That's next right here on The Look At on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. 
John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker available at VSIN.com for you to be able to keep up with the key NFL props. Head over to VSIN.com to get current odds as well as movement each week to be able to follow trends and find the best value. You're able to do this for odds to be able to win MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and so much more. Check out Prop Tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every single game. That is at beaston.com slash NFL. We're back here on the look at this is myself, Greg Peterson, filling in for Scott Seidenberg tonight, who you were able to catch on the nightcap. And a big thanks to Matt Humans for joining me in the last segment. Guy does an absolutely terrific job with just a little bit of everything over here at the Vegas Sets and Information Network, Point Spread Weekly, The Edge, the opening line show. List goes on and on. And the guy, much like myself, hardly ever sleeps. So, we always love those people on this uh, on this network. And when it comes to people on this network, you've got a bunch of people behind the scenes doing absolutely great work as well. But Kale on audio, got to give a shout out to Jason Khan, my wonderful producer for tonight. You've also got 
my man Nick, who does a great job as the technical director. These are the guys that really put in some great work without them. You wouldn't be able to hear me, and you wouldn't be able to see me right now. So these are the gentlemen that get you all up and running. So a big thanks to them just night in and night out. They always bring great effort. They always bring great energy behind the scenes as well. So they are a big reason why you wind up getting the product that you do. And now let's take a look at trying to be able to give a product of some winning bets. So we are going to be taking a look at what we're going to be getting out there in the ACC. Already took a look at the Virginia Tech versus Duke game a little bit earlier in the hour. If you want to missing that VSIN Best Bets podcast, you're able to listen back to everything. And you've also got Coast to Coast Hoops, which is now a part of the VSIN family of podcasts where I break down every game every day. And I'll be posting up that in a few minutes with all the time markers for all those game breakdowns. So don't worry, have you covered there? But about if we go 769, 770, Virginia Clemson. What they're saying is that this game would be pretty much dead even on a neutral court. It's Virginia, the home team, laying three points. Jordan's game is anywhere between 119.5 and and 120.5. The reason why I say that is because typically when it comes to home court in college basketball, most bookmakers are defaulting to giving the home team three points for home court advantage. So if you subtract that, well, you would wind up having relatively a pick-em game. That's why I wind up throwing that out there. But when it comes to Virginia, I think that this is a team that's going to be able to step up a little bit. I cannot think that Armand Franklin is going to continue to shoot 21% from three-point range. This is someone that shot over 40% from three-point range while he was at Indiana last year. Is he quite as good as that? I don't think so. At the same time, I don't think that he's quite this putrid from three-point range. And then you've got Jane Gardner. I think he's going to be the best true low-post player in this game. 13.5 points, 8.5 rebounds per game. So he's able to do a solid job there. And when it comes to Clemson, I think what comes up must come down with regards to this team's three-point shooting. As a collective, they are shooting over 41% from three-point range. It is absolutely ridiculous. P.J. Hall has been a good, versatile player for the team. 14.5 points, 6.5 rebounds. Really a guy that has come from out of nowhere. This is someone that last season, he wound up averaging right around 3.5 points per game. He was a little bit of an afterthought at six foot ten, being able to be as versatile as he is. That is going to be really big for the team moving forward. And then Nick Honor, honorably, has been able to give the team 10 points, shooting 40% from three-point range. Depth can be a little bit of an issue. Naz Bohannon needs to get going a little bit more, right around five points, four rebounds per game. But you do take a look at this Virginia team, and I think what is going to be really critical for them, Kia Clark being able to dish out the ball. He and Reese Beekman have been able to combine for a little bit under nine assists per game. So both of these guys have been rock solid with that regard. But the Virginia defense, I can't believe I'm saying it. It has not been on point thus far, but I do have a lot of faith in Tony Bennett as a coach. Tony Bennett just year in and year out. He always does a completely terrific job of being able to get his teams to play their best basketball as the season goes along. I think that he's probably identified some weak points when it comes to this pack line defense. I think that they're going to be up for this game. You've got a Clemson team that they themselves have actually been really efficient on offense, which I can't believe I'm saying that about a Brad Brownell team because you know, Brad Brownell teams they have let down many, many people in the past. But when it comes to Clemson, in terms of a point scored on a per-possession basis, this has been one of the better teams in all of college basketball. They're right now clocking in right in the neighborhood of 27th with that regard, actually 23rd. Check that. They've been able to do a great job of just being able to put the ball in the basket, to hit their threes, but I do think that a little bit of a day of reckoning might be coming. I think that Virginia is going to be able to shore up with their defense, so I did wind up saying them as a five-point favorite. And total is low. I want up saying it at a 115. If you want up seeing the betting board on Tuesday, you want up seeing a bunch of low totals. I'm talking not even like here 
we're right now seeing a 120. I'm seeing sub 120s from Tuesday, and a lot of those wound up going under. So there is a reason why these numbers are being set so low because we have been seeing them come through. So I'm taking a look at an under in this spot, and I'm taking a look at lane three with Virginia. So I want to make this more around a five-point line. When it comes to the West Coast as well, we were talking to Matt about the San Diego versus UNLV game. How about if we talk about another marquee matchup between a team that is going to be hosting another one out here in the West Coast, 783-784. Missouri State hits the road face off against St. Mary's. St. Mary's finds themselves in a lot of places between a 6.5 and a 7-point favorite. And your Toronto's game, you're getting it right around a 128.5 and a 129.5. And St. Mary's has been a team in which the whole has been greater than the sum of its parts for them. You've got Matthias Toss, who's been able to give you 11.5 points per game. He's been doing a nice job of being able to chip in a wide variety of ways. And then you've got Tommy Cousset, who has been shooting over 45% from three-point range. He has been absolutely solid for the scene. But how about if we wind up giving you a minute here? Jalen Minute. He has been shooting darn near 48% from three-point range for this Missouri State team. And we talk about the defense of St. Mary's. They're a team that they play very slow and controlled. Missouri State is a team that is very much willing to pump up the tempo a little bit. But you take a look at what they've been doing on defense recently, and it has been really impressive. They held South Dakota State to 63 points about a week or so ago. They were able to do a relatively solid job in that game against BYU. Only reason why that game wound up going over is that if you wanted watching it, you just saw a big, giant bevy of bowels at the end of the game. It was absolutely insane. I think that you wound up having a technical with like 30 seconds left as well. So that was just a big, giant calamity. But you take a look at this Missouri State team and past Jalen Minute, who's giving you right around 13 and a half points per game. You've got one of the best duos in all of college basketball. Not just been major college basketball, but all of college basketball. Isaiah Mosley, Gage Prim. Gage Prim, 16 points, 9 rebounds. 1.6 blocks per game. Mosley shoots 94.5% the free line, 41.5% for three-point range, 17.5 points per game. And then on top of that, you've got someone like a Lucry Patterson, who's been able to give you right around six points per game. He's been rock solid. Donovan Clay is able to shoot 87% the free line. He chips in there right around five, six rebounds per game. Javante Black has been able to give out a few assists. He's a guy that's giving you 10.5 points per game. So You've got a really good, well-rounded Missouri State team that I think is going to be a hold in there. I can't wind up taking them outright because having to go from the central time zone all the way to the West Coast, I do think it's going to take a little bit out of this Missouri State team, but this is a line that I had more of a relative pick them on a neutral court. I wound up saying this at two and a half personally. If Missouri State were to play against St. Mary's on a neutral court, I would favor very, very, very slightly St. or I would very, very favor favor Missouri State. So it's a spot in which I'm going to be taking a look at the points when it comes to Missouri State. I did wind up saying this total at 130. Missouri State is a team that's willing to push the tempo a little bit more. Got a pair of teams that they just shoot very well in general. So I do think that the ball is going to be going in the basket in this game. So take a look at an over and I'm going to be taking a look at the points when it comes to Missouri State. Also, you have to be heading to Hawaii as well. We were talking with Matt about that Hawaii versus Vanderbilt game and how we both think that there's some relatively solid value on the home underdog of Hawaii. But how about if we wind up going to the game that's going to be preluding that 791-792. You've got BYU and they're going to be playing against South Florida. South Florida is anywhere between a 15.5 and a 16-point underdog. Your tallest game, you're finding it at a 128.5. Very intriguing that this total is sticking up. Started out at 127. Now you're finding it at a 128.5. This is a South Florida team that's played a one game over so far this year. So this has not been a South Florida team that has runned it and gunned it. And if you're looking for a lot of scoring in South Florida games, well, prepare to be disappointed because this is a team that they're shooting 
23.1% from three-point range. That is in the bottom 10 in all of college basketball. But what else you wind up getting from South Florida is a team that does a really good job of being able to shut down the arc. Now, to BYU's credit, this is also a team that is one of the best at being able to defend the three in all of college basketball. But when it comes to South Florida, they rank in the they rank in the top 70 with regards to three-point shooting defense. Bonus are shooting right around 29.5%. So they're able to do a good job there. They really have only one guy that's able to put the ball in the basket. That'd be Caleb Murphy, 13 points, right around 3.8 assists per game. So he's been able to do a relatively solid job there. And for South Florida, seemingly every year, free throw shooting is a woe for the team. And it is once again this year, they're shooting 66 point or 65.9% from the free throw line. So that is a little bit of an issue. But BYU, they themselves have not necessarily been the world's greatest team at the free throw line. Russell Chua is someone that winds up coming in from Texas Tech. He's been able to do a solid job for South Florida down low. He's been able to get the team right around six-ish rebounds per game. So I think that he's going to be able to do his part. Now, Alex Parcell is a walking bucket. He is shooting 50% from three-point range. And this isn't like a cheap three of six or anything like that. This guy legitimately takes threes, and he's able to hit them. But 15 and a half to 16, we've went a little bit too far here. I'm taking a look at the points with South Florida. I think that they're going to slow this game down to a crawl. Also made this total 124. So we're looking at the under end of points and leading out the final hour of the look at. We're going to be going bowling, ladies and gentlemen. So keep it locked right here. It is the Sports Betting Network. It is VSIN, the look at with Greg Peterson. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.